Welcome to Conscious Corner, brought to you by Conscious Coaching, Inc., the show that talks about divorce, family, relationships, and all the dynamic that goes along with it. Hi, everyone, and thank you for listening. I want to thank, first and foremost, my team who makes this all happen, Joel, who makes this sound great every single week. You can reach him at East Coast Studio, and it's at eastcoaststudio.ca. And to the Music Assembly, who provides us with the music, at the beginning and end of our show, and you can reach them at themusicassembly.com. So I want to say a shout out to all fathers. Happy Father's Day. This is a great day to celebrate our fathers. And, you know, it's not that today's the only day that we need to celebrate our fathers because they should be celebrated all the time for all the things that they do for us and provide to us and teach us. And so it's nice to have that special day so that they can feel that little extra. So happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Every father, whether you're, you know, a biological father, a stepfather, an adoptive father, a a work father, a pet dad, and a mentor, if you're a male who's a mentor to anyone, these are all father figures, father roles. And just as we had on our Mother's Day podcast, you know, all the different types of moms. It's the equivalent for all the different types of dads out there. You know, your work dad. And so happy Father's Day to all the dads, to all the men who teach us and help us grow and build us up. You're a dad. So that being said, I want to celebrate dads and the things that you have learned from them, the things that we learned from our dads and we've taken from our dads. And I remember growing up always thinking, oh, I never wanted to be like my parents. And as a kid, you never really want to be like your parents. And anytime anybody said, oh, you're just like your father, it was always this like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Never. And it wasn't until I started getting older and older and having family and that, then then you realize that how much you actually are like your parents. And I am very much like my father. And and it, when I actually realized that, it was really quite funny. I just laughed to myself thinking, oh my God, I am like dad. And I, and I was continually reminded by my sisters that, oh, you sound just like dad. And then there were times where I would say things and I'd catch myself and think, oh my God, I sound like my dad. And so Your fathers really have a big influence on you, whether you think so or not. They really do have a very big influence and a very big impact on your life. And so I thought, you know, what are the actual things that that really that I've taken to heart that my dad actually taught me? And until you actually start thinking about things, it's amazing how much your parents actually teach you and for me and how much my father actually taught me. And you just, you know, you just live your life according to how you were raised, but you never really give thought as to, you know, that your parents actually taught you that. So I'm going to talk a little bit about those things. And I want to, I want to, you know, express to you and maybe you can then sit and think about the things that your father has taught you and the things that you take away that how you are like your father in those ways. So one of the One of the things, I think the biggest, biggest thing that my dad taught me was compassion. And it's, I know empathy and compassion are a very big buzzword today. And I'll tell you, I 
And I talk a lot about this with parents, with families, because it is a buzzword and people are really trying to find how do you teach your kids compassion? How do you teach your kids empathy? And my father, and I'm so glad, and I will say both my mom and my dad, but my dad was a really, really big advocate for that. So he had a great way of teaching us empathy and compassion. And his way was, I remember as a kid, always there were, for one, there was always people in our house. So my dad never denied anybody from coming over ever, right? So whether it could be, you know, the friend that he just met on the street and he just started this new friendship and they needed a meal or a place to stay or just an ear to to listen, they were over at our house. Or it could have been a, a long, long-lasting friend and buddy for years. So, and everyone in between, we had family members over all the time. So one of the things is there was always people in our house and my dad never denied anybody coming over. He also never denied help to anyone. If somebody ever asked my dad for help in any way, in any way possible, whether it be money or a place to sleep, or like I said, an ear to listen to, a shoulder to cry on, help with, you know, moving or in their garden or doing something around their house. My dad was always the person to be like right in there, full fledged, right on. Okay. Yeah, no problem. I'm here to help you. And so he was always there to help. And so no matter what it was and where a lot of the empathy came in and how he taught us empathy was that he always brought us to places where people were in need. So that, and I mean, people who are less fortunate, people who, you know, are homeless and live on the street, they held a very soft spot in his heart. And I remember him telling me once, you don't know what their story is. And they were someone's child at some point. And so they were just as happy and had a life just like you. You don't know how they got there. And so you never want to judge them. And you always want to remember that because you never know It's as easily that they got there that you could get there. With the blink of an eye, you could be there. And that really stuck with me as a kid. And I never forgot it, ever. And I probably am going to say I was probably about 9 or 10 when he told me that. And it has always stuck with me. And I think that's the biggest key to empathy is, for one, not judging You don't know what someone's life situation is. You don't know how they got there. And it could be within a heartbeat that you could be in that very same situation. Because guaranteed, those people never thought that they would be in that position either. I don't think a homeless person ever thinks initially that, oh yeah, I'm going to be homeless. Or that if someone who's using a soup kitchen or a food bank says, you know, sets out to be their goal, yeah, I'm going to use a food bank for the rest of my life. Nobody sets out to do these things, so you never know what got them there. So if you keep that in mind, right, it also gives you some empathy and some compassion for them because that could be me. It could be me. And who knows how or who knows why, but it could be me. And so therefore, you know, you always want to be able to look at them as as human beings and remember they are someone's child, they are someone's brother, sister, uncle, and you know, grandparent even. So there's something to someone. And so therefore, 
you be kind and you be human and you be loving to all. And that was the biggest, I think that's the biggest thing I have ever learned from my dad. And it's funny because now I also now have a very soft spot for anyone, anyone I know who comes to our house and, you know, they can tell me tiny little things and I'm there, right? Anyone who needs help, I'm there. So in those ways, I'm just like my dad. And so I'm very much like my dad. I deny nobody to come to my home. It is it is welcoming. It is open. And everyone is welcome. I don't care what circumstance you're in. If you just want to come and have fun, great. If you want to come because it's a place to sleep, great. If it's a place to eat, great. So I don't deny anyone coming. And our house is often full of people and full of kids now, you know, with a lot of teenagers. And, and it's great. And it, I extend it in that way. And I also give to many, you know, to many who are in need, to many who might be either homeless or struggling financially or, or using food banks or soup kitchens. And so, because again, you never know who's going to be there. You never know that what their circumstance is and why they're there. And that could be me one day. So I always keep that in mind and I have empathy for them. I have empathy because I literally can then think that I can put myself in their shoes because that could be me and I have no idea how or why. But within a blink of an eye, you never know. And so therefore, that's like the ultimate in empathy and in, in, in placing yourself in their shoes and knowing that, okay, because of that, this is how I'm going to respond. This is how I'm going to act. And I'm going to choose to be kind and to be open and caring and loving for, for people. So I think that will always stay with me and is the biggest thing that my dad has ever taught me. Now, other things that my dad has taught me, <laughs> another thing is whenever there is, is seizing opportunities, seizing opportunities, my dad was a great person for seizing an opportunity. And the thing is, is that those opportunities sometimes didn't turn out to be anything spectacular, but in the process, he learned so much and he taught us that. Like, you never say no because you don't know where it can lead, right? So no was never in our vocabulary. I can't was, oh, if we ever said the word I can't, that just made him more determined of why we had to do it. And so, yeah, anytime I remember as a kid, if I said, I can't, I can't do it. He would force you and just say, no, now you're going to stay and you're going to figure it out and you're going to do it. But I can't, but I can't. Well, now you can and you're going to and you will and you're going to stay here until you do. And sure enough, I did. Sometimes it took a long time and sometimes it took a short time and sometimes it took a lot of tears and crying and sometimes it took a lot of frustration and anger, but I did it. Whatever that thing was, I did it. I either figured it out or I did it or I attempted it or whatever. So for him, it was like, I can't was never in the vocabulary. And in that, when an opportunity presents itself, don't say no, because you never know where that opportunity will lead. It could lead to great things, or it could lead to nothing. But at least you know that you took a chance on something, that you took a chance and you moved yourself forward. You moved, you know, you were courageous in doing that because you're doing something, you know, not fully knowing, but knowing that, hey, I, at least I'm going to try. And trying was the biggest part. So, yeah, I remember that very much that, no, I can't was never in the vocabulary, but it pushed us to do. It pushed us to do a lot. And and I'll say this, my dad, 
was very much a man who did a lot. I mean, you know, God rest his soul. He, he's been dead for six years now. But in his lifetime, he probably did more in his lifetime than people may have done in two lifetimes. And it's because he always took chances and opportunities and just tried and just tried. And it did, like I said, it didn't always work out, but at least he tried and he had that experience and to say, okay, well, I did this and now I've learned from this and now I know this. And so I've taken that and I find myself very much like that now. So these are the little things. And then, of course, there's the little things that he says, you know, that you catch yourself and you think, oh, my God, I sound exactly like like my dad. So one thing my sister and I laugh at is what we called the look. <laughs> so my dad had my dad had this look that as soon as he gave it to you, you knew he meant business and you were just stopping, you know, whatever you were doing or you were just going to shut up if if you were saying anything because you knew this was it, dad is mad and he means business. And it was just a look. And it was a look that he would kind of open his eyes wide a bit and just stare at you. (laughs) And and it's funny because I find that there are times I catch myself just doing that and I'll I'll just shoot someone a look and I'm like, oh, this is what my dad did. And I actually notice it. I notice that in particular more in my sister. My one sister, she does it a lot with her kids. She'll give them the look. And instantly her kids know, oh, mom means business. And I laugh. And I and her and I have had a great laugh about this because, you know, it's, again, these are the little things that you think, oh, wow, you're just like dad. But it was a way that where he didn't really have to say anything or be that, you know, and constantly you know, be on you or lecturing or anything. And I guess it was his way that he acquired where he didn't have to say much. And we ended up doing what he wanted to do or stopping at least what he wanted us to stop doing or even being annoying. I'm sure like as kids, we were so annoying and fighting and whatever that kids do or complaining on each other. So instead of him always having to interject and and say something in that, it was just a look and he'd give us the look and that was it. We'd stop and then he'd go about his business and feeling, okay, thank God I can just be in peace. And and they've stopped and he didn't have to do anything. So that's almost genius, you know, where you just actually have a look and, and your kids do what you want. That's genius. So if all parents can adapt a look, try and do that. Then you eliminate all the talking and everything else and they just quickly do what you want them to do without any verbal communication at all. Great, brilliant. And then the last thing I'm going to talk about that my dad taught me, and I'm giving you the three top things that my dad taught me, was laughter. This man was a man full of laughter. He was a jokester and he could laugh at anything, including himself. He used to laugh at himself all the time. And the funniest is that he would laugh at himself and say something and think that it was the funniest thing ever where he's the only one laughing. And that makes you laugh because you're like, why is he even laughing? And and it makes you laugh. But it was that he just, you know, laughter is like the cure for so much sorrow, the cure for sadness, the cure for feeling crappy, the cure for so many things. It, you know, and physiologically, it does a whole lot to your body as well. It does great wonders for your mentality. 
And so laughter, he was laughing all the time. Biggest jokester. You couldn't put him in a room without laughing. And it wasn't as though he was continually cracking jokes, you know, like a comedian. It was... It was just he enjoyed laughing. So if he found something positive and found something fun, he was in it and he would do it wholeheartedly. You know, you go into something wholeheartedly to get the most fun out of it, whatever you're doing. And in that way, it was a pre, like, honestly, I could go on and on. It's appreciating the moments that you're in and enjoying every moment that you're in to the point that it actually creates that excitement, enjoyment, and laughter that comes from that. And, and he did that, like he did it all the time. And so, and I love to laugh. I laugh as much as I can. And, you know, I can't say I laugh all the time, but I do laugh a lot. And I will find, you know, the lighthearted things in situations a lot because it's too, the world is too heavy and, and, you know, life is too short to continually just be stuck in your head and weighing things down and being so heavy and negative. Like, what's the point? It feels so much better to be happier and laugh. So so that's what I do. And you find the moments in every situation where it's actually, you just enjoy the moment and you get to a point where you can laugh about things. And so I love to laugh. I try and bring laughter into any anything that I do because it's something that just makes people feel good. And so if you can, if you can find laughter in life, that is literally the best thing. And so that those are the three top things I would say that my dad has taught me that I actually see in myself. And I mean, there's so much more, but those are the three biggest things I think that ha- probably have the most impact overall in who I am. And so that's what my dad brought to me. And like I said, he's brought so much more. There are so many learning lessons that that I've done that I know and that I continue to teach and share that my dad has taught. There's so many, and I know many fathers. And and I'll say for, for fathers out there, many of you probably feel, oh my God, I'm not, my kids aren't learning anything, or they're not, they're never going to end up like me, or they're not listening or taking away anything. And I'll tell you right now, they are, they're listening, and their purpose is to try and be completely opposite to what you to what you are for right now, right? Your young kids, your teenagers, that's their purpose because they're trying to figure out who they are. But in the end, there is so much influence that parents have on their kids to their actual personalities and the way they relate to people and the way they talk and the way and who they are and how they feel and all of that. There's so much influence you'll see it later on. You'll see it later on when they start experiencing big life scenarios, when they start, you know, having big relationships and having and being in in their full-time work settings and then having families and children and all of that. You'll see it later on because I was like that. I was that kid who never wanted to think that in any way I was like my father at all. That was the worst thing you could tell me. I thought, great, I'm going to be a jerk. You know, what kind of a jerk kid is that? I'm thinking that I'm going to be a jerk if I end up being like my father. My father was far from a jerk. But because you're a teenager and, of course, discipline comes and and lectures come and things that your parents have you do, like chores and help around. Nobody wants to do those. And so anything like that, oh yeah, dad's a jerk. But 
he's not a jerk. Like he literally was a caring, extraordinary, loving, giving man, extraordinarily giving. And and so no, far from jerk. And but I didn't want to be like him. But now as an adult, I am so much like him. And in those ways I'm so grateful to be so much like him. And I'm so thankful. Because I feel that now I then can continue and give in the same ways that he did and and share with humanity and and be kind and and empathetic and compassionate and and all those things and have fun and laughter and all those things. And that I got from my dad. And yes, I got that from my mom too. But there are certain attributes that my dad brought to the table that my mom didn't. And in those respects, that's where I'm like my dad. And So I want to say thank you to my dad for bringing all those things to me. And I ask you to think about your dads. So whoever is listening, think about your dads and what they brought to your life and how you are like them in many ways. And, you know, what is it that you learned from them? What is it that they brought to you? What is it that you do now that they did to you as a kid? And see see what kind of dad you are. Are you sharing that on to your own families, your own children, your and or even just your own colleagues, your own friends and all that, because it transcends to all people in your life, not just your immediate families, to all people. And so think about what it is your dads have done for you, what you've learned from them, and how you now have taken that to continue that forward and it's created your personality and how that and how that is and how you share it amongst people in your life. So Thank you to all dads there for shaping us, molding us, mentoring us, caring, loving us. We're grateful to you. We cannot exist without dads, and that is actually true. And uh, so we cannot exist without you. We care about you. And I just want to say happy Father's Day to all of you. And I will be thinking of all of you, thinking of my dad and today and to my husband, who is an amazing father, who cares so much. And again, I know his children are looking and thinking, I never want to be like dad. And it's hilarious because I see so much of him in them in so many ways that they don't even realize yet how much in many ways they are like their dad and how it's going to show itself later on. And uh, so that is a really interesting little thing to see and to be witness of that a lot of his personality and teachings and and what he does and traits carry forward to them, and I can already see it. So it's developing and it's going. And so one day it's going to dawn on them and think, wow, my God, I'm so much like dad, or I sound just like dad. And then it will be a beautiful acceptance at some point and think, I'm so glad that I'm like my dad in that way. So to my husband, I say, happy Father's Day to you, to the amazing dad that you are, and what you teach and what you share to to the kids and how much we are grateful and we need you. And I am grateful and I need you <laughs> in our lives. So thank you. I love you. And for all fathers out there, happy Father's Day. And I ask everyone to share this, share this with your fathers, your brothers, your friends who are dads, anyone who's a dad, who's a mentor to you, who's a father figure, share it. Spread the word. Let's be thankful for all fathers, father figures, anyone who loves you in that way. 
And that way we can continue to be with each other, care for each other, because we are a community and that's what we do. And know that you are never alone because I'm Leah and I'm in your corner. Oh, and before I go, because I always forget this, if you want to reach me and share your stories, go ahead and reach me at Leah at ConsciousCoachingInc.com or the Facebook page, Conscious Coaching Inc., because I always love to hear your stories. So share your father's stories with me. I am happy to hear them, respond to them, and am honored to have you share with me all the time. So with that, now I will say, you are never alone because I am Leah and I am really in your corner. 